Amen. Come on. Let's go to the Word this morning. Cindy, thank you so much. Appreciate you taking care of me here. Appreciate it. Let's go to the Word. Let's welcome Big Rogers back from a vacay. Come on. He's right up there with you this morning. Amen. Amen. He's my partner in crime. And uh, he's been helping me do messages on this big screen for many, many years. We've been working together 17 years. And uh, even when he's not here, he's away, he's still in communication with Ray and helping make sure all the tech stuff goes on. And uh, we're just really blessed, aren't we? Let's thank the Lord, everybody that serves us around here. Can we do that? They're incredible. They're incredible. They're incredible. Are you kidding me? They're the best. Like I say, don't you feel sorry for me. Oh, you're a preacher. I feel so sorry for you. And some preachers will play that. They'll milk that sucker. And don't you feel sorry for me. I'm blessed. I have the best job, the best life. I live in the best town in America. Period. And I am free, free, free to live in this great country we live in. Amen? Hopefully you'll never hear me say something bad about our country. Yes, some people get on to me because they think I should be more critical about our country. Hey, you can find you another preacher that will do that. I'm just not going to get up and do it. Amen? Just, I think, we're, I think we're blessed. I think we're blessed. I think we're blessed. We're blessed. Amen? Say, come on. And I'm going to be the guy that's going to point that out to you. The Bible says live peaceably among all men. We have the opportunity to live in this country and preach the gospel. And that's the most important thing, is sharing the love of Christ. Being able to raise your family. Amen. To live in freedom and peace and harmony. To have the police and people that love on us take care of us. We are so blessed. You call 911, somebody come to your house and help you. What country is that happening in? One. Probably. This one. Amen. Say. It's crazy. Does it happen in Canada? Does it really? Well, good. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad it happens in Canada. Do you get to stay here year-round? Do they make you go back every six months? I know. I know how they treat you, though. Amen. Praise the Lord. But I know you've got, you've got good things. I want you to be thankful. You should feel just like I feel about my country. Yes, uh, amen. Yes or no? You should love your country. Absolutely. But uh, anyway, I live here, so this is the one I love. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Yeah, come on. Let's go. Yeah, go ahead. Praise the Lord. Come on. Here we go. Come on. Here we go. Praise the Lord. Amen. <coughs> wow. <coughs> Tough talk to help me walk. And if the series is called Real Results, but we were, he was away, but that's the series. It's going to be called Real Results. And this is our little subtitle, Tough Talk to Help Me Walk. Why do I call this series Real Results? Because this was the first book. When I was a hellraiser and I got saved, this is the first book that I read and started reading. The book of James. They'll tell you to read Matthew or Mark or Luke, and a lot of people tell you it's a great, it's great advice. Read the book of John. Say that with me. Read the book of John. It's just Jesus walking with people and talking with people, and you get John 3.16 early on, and it's pretty cool, you know? But me... Why? I started in the book of James. They were doing it in the youth group, and there was a contest. And they picked me to go and represent the church at this contest they were having. And it was going to be questions from the book of James, and you needed to know any answer they'd throw at you. And so I thought, I don't know anything about the Bible. So what I did is I was crazy enough just to memorize every, every chapter. 
And when they ask me a question, I just quote the verse to them. And you know what? We blew the doors open. Amen. We had the answers because I had the Word in me. Amen. Little did I know, it was not the youth group thing that God had in mind. It was my life He had in mind. And I was in the right place at the right time with somebody that challenged me to do something, and I did it, and it forever has changed my life. And I'm going to tell you, this book can change your life. It's not a lily white book. It's not a book that uh, is easy on you. It'll smack you in the mouth. That's the way I receive it. But I like that. I need that. I need that in my life. I want somebody to tell me the truth. And if it's tough, that's okay. Tough talk to help me walk. Amen? And Gary needed some tough talk. I needed to get some things straight in my life. And that's what the Lord helped me to do. And that's what I want to help you to do over these next few weeks. Here we go. Let's go with it, buddy. Passing the test of mess. Now, these are my titles, and that's just the way it is. And it'll be my perspective from the book of James. It'll be, you'll just see over the next few weeks. I hope you'll stay with me. If you can't, get online and watch us and maybe do this book with us together as a Bible study. So what is mess? What is it? Well, you know I have my handy-dandy dictionary. If you know me at all, I preach out of a black Bible, a study with that old black Bible, and a Webster's Dictionary. And that's how I do it. And uh, so I look in Webster's Dictionary. I know what a mess is, but I want to see what old Webb had to say. Well, it's a disorder. That's what a mess is. It's a difficult situation. You've been through some of them, say. How do you pass a test of mess, disorder in your life, difficult situations that come your way? A mess is this, to flat out do bad, to do badly. Boy, I've made a what of this. I've made a what? Mess. You ever said that before? Look at the mess I've what? Made. Mess. So let's talk about it. How do you pass this test? The test of mess is learning and turning the mess into a message. Say that with me. The test of mess is learning and turning the mess into a what? Message. Say it again with me. The test of mess is learning and turning the mess into a message. People wonder sometimes why I say, I was married 28 years and I was left. Why do you even bring it up, Clark? Because probably when I say that, people will hear me and say, oh, he's been divorced. I don't want to come hear him anymore. That's what people do. But you know what? I'm going to take the mess in my life and the pain in my life and I want to see, I want to learn and I want to see it turned into a message. And my message might not be there for everybody. If you're in a marriage that's solid and good and that things are great, good. God bless you. Praise the Lord. I'm thrilled for you. But there's a lot of people that come through life and they get, they get beat up, they get beat down, and then the church makes them feel like second-class citizens. You hear me or not? Most churches, if you've been divorced, you can't even serve on some of their boards or committees. If that's not the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. And you mightn't quote me scripture, but buddy, I could got some ammo back at you. And uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. We wonder why the church is dying. Well, it's going to die when you're disqualifying everybody. Y'all hear me or not? It's crazy. It's nuts. Got a pastor here with me this morning. One of the hardest things to do is find deacons and trustees and all that that want to serve the Lord. Well, they might want to serve, but yeah, but you did this or this happened. Yeah, but I was left. I mean, what was I supposed to do? You know? Well, I'm sorry. It's just dumb. 
You know what I'm saying? So I've just made a decision in my life. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to take what, what has come my way. Sometimes crap comes your way. Yes or no? What you going to do with it? You going to learn from it? You going to let the Lord turn that into a message in your life? That's the test here. That's what God wants for my life. My message, so I'll put that my life there. Amen? He didn't want me to hide in the shadows. He doesn't want me to, you know, oh, I can't say that. They might look at me differently. Well, good. Spell my name right. Gary with two R's. This is who I am. I've, I've learned more through my pain than I've ever learned through good times. I have a closer relationship with the Lord because of my trouble, not because of how He blessed me. That's good preaching, the blessing. But the growing comes on the floor. That's another thing I've called this book. I've called it The Floor Life, or I've called it Hitting the Floor. I look at this book from different angles, but this one, real results, because that's what it produced in my life. So, passing the test of mess. Now, mess usually comes from five sources. Can you say five? Five sources. Now, there can be more, but let's pop them up. Here we go. The devil, he hates your guts, hates my guts. He's been nipping on my tail and my heels. Even before I became a believer, I was cussing my mother out the Sunday we went to church when we got saved. Who does that? Cussing my mother out. Wow. He, was, he didn't want me to get saved. Do you hear me or not? Satan. Ungodly people. People that are full of the devil. They'll cause you some problems and mess. This world we live in. This world we live in. We're being bombarded, aren't we? Yes or no? With mess. Carnal Christians, they should be at the top. People that call themselves Christians, and they are, but mean as a snake. Turn on you like white on rice. You hear me or not? Christians, oh, I love you, and the next week you don't even see them because they're pathetic. Wow, I'm ugly today, ain't I, Pastor? He's like, man, we should have sat back. Last one. Here's the big granddaddy of them all. Who's called the most mess in my life? Me. Us. Amen? That's the sources. I mean, there's more. But I think you could flip that list and go, pop it up. Pop it back. I think you could flip it and call it me, carnal Christians, the world, ungodly people, and Satan. You understand? We want to all blame it all on the devil. Maybe we should start with us. Amen? I can learn, Lord. Help me. So mess, where does it come from? Often when many Christians face mess, they do what? Help me now, when many Christians face mess, they do what? Quit. That's what quitters do. Quitters quit. Winners win. Winners don't whine, they win. Quitters quit. That's what quitters do. I'm sorry, that's what they do. And that's a choice you have. When mess comes your way, you can quit. I wouldn't call that passing the test of mess, would you say? Mess came from one of these five sources, and I quit. Well, congratulations. James is all about you not quitting. James is a pastor at the Church of Jerusalem. We call that ground zero. 
for people being murdered and martyred and killed for their faith. This is who this man was. He was the half-brother of Jesus. It looks like that James himself was not a believer in Jesus Christ early on. But later he himself, through the cross and the resurrection of his half-brother, he himself became a believer. Listen, listen, if people didn't get to heaven being born from Mary, you're probably not going to get to heaven being born by your mama or your grandmama. You hear me, yes or no? People think, well, I'm a Christian because Grandma was. No, you ain't. If James won't because Mary was a Christian, he won't. Listen, he had to come the same way. He had to come by the cross. He had to come through the resurrection of Christ. Yes or no? Amen. And then he took the job in Jerusalem to be the pastor. Toughest job on the planet. Don't you feel sorry for me? Feel sorry for James. Unbelievable. This guy didn't quit. But a lot of people do. They quit. They blame God. They blame what? Church, pastor, whatever. It's crazy. It's crazy. I've seen so many people in my life. And I know this is a tough little message. I didn't know where I'd go, but it sounds like the way it's going to be. I've known so many people. They're so happy coming to fellowship, coming to church. They come here. They get saved. They, they, get, they just have a great life. And they let something get in their crawl. And it ain't long. They've left. Not only they left, they, their happiness seems to not be there anymore. I've watched a lot of them sell their houses and move away. Be careful with letting something get in your crawl and not dealing with it. Did, did you hear me what I said? People do that in their marriages. You look at this. You look at the mess instead of dealing with the mess. Instead of passing the test, you magnify the mess, and you wonder, well, I can't believe what happened. Well, you 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 stoked it. You fertilized it and it grew. Bitterness springs up and it defiles many, the Bible says. So this is a very important book in the Bible. Y'all hear me or not? It's big stuff, baby. The idea that I'm not going to have to face some mess is totally what? It's anti-Bible! You listen to your TV preachers and they'll tell you, man, if you give God, it's all bull. I know that sounds terrible. I'm horrible, ain't I? Guys, you're going to have mess. Let's just take a quick poll. How many in this room ever had some serious mess? Can I see your hands? I think we just answered the poll. Yes or no? I'm going to do it. I'm going to hate to do it, but I'm going to do it. If you want to raise your hand, go ahead. How many, you just threw enough money at it and the mess all went away? You just gave them enough money and the mess went away. I don't, I'm going to be ugly. Here I go. I'm going to be really ugly right now. You're going to hate me for this. But old Bloomberg spent a lot of money and it didn't help him in the debate the other night. I know that's ugly, but that just goes to show, guys. I mean, money will get you a long way. But I'm going to tell you, sometimes... You something else, you're going to need something else. And that could have been the best thing for him the other night. Amen. Sometimes you get a butt whooping and you come back round two and he might be a different debater next time. You hear me or not? You just never know. It'd be interesting watching it, won't you? He got political. You're going to have mess in your life. If you don't think it, it's crazy. So how do you pass a test of mess? We've got about 
15 solid minutes. Let's go. Here we go. Let's go to the Bible. James, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. He's writing this to the 12 tribes, which are what? Why are they scattered? Persecution. They're being killed for their faith. They're on the run. They're scattering. This is a book that's going to help them with their life. It's helped me in my life. How many would call yourself at some time in your life, you've been sort of scattered? Let me see some hands. I've been sort of scattered, man. Good. This book is for you. Amen. Greeting. Keep going, buddy. Scattered abroad. Okay, I see it. My brethren, say this, learn this verse with me. We'll say it about three times. My brethren, count it all when you fall into diverse temptations or different testings. Got it? Say it again. My brethren, count it all what? When you fall into, yeah, different testings or diverse temptations. One more time. My brethren, James speaking to people that have been scattered, persecuted, on the run, messed up, full of mess in their life. Count it all what? When you fall into different trouble. Amen. That word, count it all joy, means to leap. It actually means to leap for joy. You know what that means? You've seen that, right? You're just leaping for joy. James says, count it all joy when you fall into trouble. My my translation is a great opportunity for you to see double. Trouble causes us to not just look with the carnal eye, the natural eye, but trouble causes that spiritual eye to be activated. Count it all joy when you fall into trouble. What are you going to write people that are scattered? What are you going to write people that are persecuted? Oh, I feel sorry for you. They're coming for you. Get your things in order. You'll be murdered by midnight. Stop believing. Quit. They're coming for you. Everything Jesus said was a lie. Turn on your turn turn your back on your What was James going to write? Yes or no? Count it all joy when you fall into trouble. It's a great opportunity for you to deal with the mess in your life and you to see life like you've never seen it before because God's going to show up. He's going to help you. So it means to leap. The word joy means to leap. Why leap? Yeehaw! Why leap? And that's the message today. Why leap? Now that we're going to build the message, we're going to hang it in in James 1. Why should I leap when I have trouble? Why should I? Because this is how you deal with mess. This is passing the test of mess. How do you pass the test of mess? How do you pass the test of bad things in your life? From the devil, from carnal Christians, the world, lost people, yourself, whatever. How do you pass the test of mess? Let's build the case, Raj. This mess is going to produce real results. Real results in my life and help me walk better and stronger. That's what you got to look at when you're in trouble. You got to say, This is an opportunity for me to be stronger. We don't do that, though, do we? We'd go rather hit the bottle. I'll hit the bottle, pop some pills, sleep with wild women. Boy, I'll feel good. Or is there a better way? Yes or no? Is there a better way? There's a better way. This is how character is built. This is how integrity is made. This is how fathers are made fathers. 
Amen. And mothers are made mothers through pain and hardship. And there's a lot of heartbreak in this room. So, how do you pass the test of mess? We'll build the case now, Raj. Knowing this, the trying of your what? Faith works patience. So here's how you pass the test. Why leap? Why leap? It's going to allow me to exercise my what? Trouble and mess allows me to exercise my faith. When the house payment's all paid, and I like that, you don't have a tendency as much to rely on the Lord to help you pay the house payment. Did I lose you on that math? When marriage is just good, I tell you the trouble sometimes allows me to exercise my faith. Did I lose you or not? Say, temptation, struggle in your life, this is an opportunity for me to exercise my faith. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect. The word means mature, complete, wanting or lacking nothing. You can have a whole bunch of mess in your life, but there is a place you can come before the Lord where you're not going to lack anything because you have Him and He's with you. So why leap? Why leap? Well, it's going to help me exercise my faith. Why leap? Say it with me. It's going to bring about what in my life? Patience. I remarried Kim eight years ago almost. Hard to believe how time flies. But I'm a better husband because of what I went through in my life. I know better how I should be treated. You hear me or not say, I know I matter, I have value. But guess what? Gary also knows Kim matters and Kim has value. Yes or no? Patience can teach us things. Trouble can teach us things. And, and waiting, we don't like it, but it's how God makes us mature. And that's what happens when so many just quit. They just quit. They just quit. They cut and run. And they think, you know, and they want to blame people. You're a baby. Excuse me. It's what we are. Yes or no? Say, you can't believe you got up today to hear this message, can you? Or run off everybody on Sunday. I want to grow in my faith. I want somebody to help me. This is God's Word, guys. This is God's Word. I can sugarcoat it. I guess I get all fancy and theological on you. Or I could just tell you the truth. This is the truth. Let patience have her perfect work. Don't quit. Amen! Come on, sound like my mama right there. That's what my mama would have said. And then the church would have said, Women need to be quiet in the church. We don't let them serve. We tell them to shut up and we wonder where they go. Amen. Come on. Keep looking, Raj. Let patience have a perfect work. So why leap? Why leap? Why leap? It's going to do what? It'll do what? It'll mature me as a Christian. That's why. This is passing the test of mass. Have you failed? A lot of people failed this test already. That's what happens when you quit. Didn't exercise your faith. You're certainly not having patience. And number three, you're definitely not becoming a mature Christian. You're just showing yourself right now. Mwah. Excuse me. Let's keep building the case. And we're just talking the book of James. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally and upbraids not, and it shall be given to him. Why leap? James says leap. It's going to say it with me. It's going to cause me to seek what? Godly wisdom. I don't have all the answers. When I was hurt so bad, I struggled, man. I wanted to take my own life. 
You talk about quitting. But I had to start. One of the things I did, I reached out to women who were close friends of mine. I was hurt so bad. And I was alone. I was left alone. I didn't know what it was like to be alone. I've been married for 28 years. And I started going out to dinner with them. Three or four of them would go with me. And we'd go to Beef O'Brady's or we'd go down to Prime Time or we'd go up to Bonefish Grill. And I could have some fellowship. And I could learn from women who had been hurt themselves, whose husbands were friends of mine. And the Lord started letting me hear some wisdom from some women. Did you hear me or not? They spoke into my life. These women spoke into my life. Gary, you matter. Gary, you're, you're special. You'll be okay. And they told me their stories of how they were beat down and they were hurt and they were left. Amen. I sought godly wisdom. Instead of calling James Dobson, I called the man who made the announcements, Alexander Christie. He was my administrator. I was able to lead him, help lead him to the Lord with Dina and others years ago and see his family come to Christ. I baptized him when he was a young man. But now I was in need of trouble. I was in need of help because I was in trouble. Who could I turn to? That younger man who could help me. He has a lot of wisdom. Did you hear me? Yes or no? Good stuff, yes? Amen. My shoe's untied, but I hope I don't trip over it. But I ain't got time to tie it. We're going to keep going. I'll be fine. Keep going. For, let him ask in faith. Nothing what? We're talking about how do you pass the test of mess. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea that's driven with the wind and tossed. So why should I leap? We're building the case. It's going to cause me to do what? What? Come on, that was pathetic. One more time. It's going to cause me to what? Do you remember when you were in trouble? Do you remember when you were in the pit of your despair? Did you pray fervently? Raise your hand if you prayed fervently. Let me see it. How many would say, I've never prayed like that before? Let me see some hands. I've just never prayed like that before. That's the beauty of trouble. It'll help you see double. You want to double your prayer life? Have some mess. It's the truth, isn't it? And also, the flowery prayers go to pot then. Who gives a hoot? That's when tears are a language God understands. Amen. I love this stuff. You see why I love this book or not? I could spend all day on two verses here, but we ain't got all day. Let not a man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Say this verse with me. Powerful. I told you this really helped me in my early Christian life. A double-minded double man is what? Unstable in all his ways. Either you're in or you're out. Either you're staying or you're leaving. Either you're, you know, you're going to make it or you ain't. I think I'll quit. I think I'll stay. I think I'll do it. I think I won't. I think you're a nut. Come on. Amen. You're in or out. Absolutely. Are you trouble in your life? Am I staying with you, Lord? Because you're staying with me. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on. So, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he's what? Exalted. But the rich in that he's made low. So if you ain't got nothing, rejoice because the Lord lifts you up. If you were rich, but now you're made low, thank you, Lord. I still got you. You're with me, Lord. Because of the flower of the grass, 
He'll pass away. Whatever. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withers the grass. The flower thereof falls. The grace of the fashion of it perishes. So shall all, so shall the rich man fade in all his ways. Don't put your, don't put your, your faith in your money. People quit because they lose their money. Quit serving God. I can't believe you let me lose my job. Maybe you were a bum. Maybe it had nothing to do with you, the company downsized or whatever. Are you still going to keep bringing that up the rest of your life? Or are you going to learn from that and see, Lord, you're going to take care of me? Y'all hear me or not? Good stuff, guys. This will work no matter what you're in. Blessed is the man that endures temptation, testing, trouble, struggle, mess. For when he's tried, he's going to receive the crown of life, which the Lord's promised to them that love him. So we're building the case. Why should I have joy? Why should I leap when trouble comes? Why, how can I pass the test of mess? That's the whole point. Well, I'm going to be able to experience true happiness. This mess, if I allow the course to run and let the Lord work in my life, and I do what James says, I'm going to be happier than I've ever been in my life. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on. That's good, guys. Come on. I'm going to be happier. But let's do a test. Let's do a test. Come on. Be honest. Let's do a test with me. How many of you went through some serious mess? It killed you. And I, you might not be there yet. But how many would honestly say, I went through these terrible things, but in my own life, my peace level with the Lord, I'm happier than I've ever been in my life. Can I see some hands? I'm happier than I've ever been. And this is you, sweetie. Lost her husband two years ago. Facing cancer right now. She's walking through cancer. And her hand goes up. I'm happier than I've ever been in my life. Doesn't that put us to shame, yes or no? And she's talking about how the chemo did her hair and everything. And she didn't have the hair. And now she's got that nice hair on her head. And she, she doesn't think it's that nice. And I said, do you know how much I'd love to have your hair right there? I don't want any more. Just that right there on my head. Would, I would be fantastic. It's all perspective, isn't it? Amen. Well, I've had a good time with you this morning. We've got to quit, though, so I'll be able to experience true happiness. Look at that. He shall receive the crown of life. Who? Who's going to receive the crown? The one that endures temptation. The one that leaps during trials. They're sitting the crown for everybody. See, that's what happens when you quit. I'm good. No, you ain't. You're going to lose a lot. I think we made the case there's a lot of good that can come through trouble. And I'm going to miss it if I check out, if I kill myself, or if I, if I don't walk through this testing. Because I'm not walking alone. So what are you going to get, Rod? Did you put that up? You did? Why, why leap? Because you're going to receive a what? A crown because you what? Can you imagine all that mess you went through? And you thought it was to no avail. And you get there to the Lord. And He says, here's a crown for you. What? Yeah. I'm giving you this crown. Because you endured suffering. You endured hardness as a good soldier. I was so proud of you. And that's something else you'll miss. When you check out on God when trouble comes, you won't hear these words, I'm proud of you. Now, I don't know if you've heard that or not, but I was walking on the beach. And I know this sounds kooky, and that's all right. I don't care what you think about it. 
I didn't hear an audible voice or anything, but I did hear the still small voice of God as I was walking down the beach with a woman in a hot bikini. Single and messed up. My eyes about to pop out of my head. But I kept my integrity. And I kept my character. And the Lord spoke to my heart. I'm proud of you. Not many people could do what you're doing right now. And you might say, well, I shouldn't have done it. You shouldn't have walked with her. Well, you know what I did. It is what it is. But the fact of the matter is, I won't trade that moment in my life to hear the Lord say to Gary, Gary, I'm proud of you. I'm not better than you, but you missed the opportunity to hear the encouragement of the Lord when you quit. I don't know anybody that's quit something they should have stayed with that people come up to them and say, I'm so glad you quit. Great. You inspired me. Y'all hear me or not? Don't make the big mistake. What's the mistake? Blaming God. That's pretty much what your choice is. You're either going to pass the test of mess or you're going to blame God. Let no man say when he's tempted, I got trouble. I got this trouble from God. God can't be tempted with evil. He didn't bring evil in your life. My mother was murdered. God didn't shoot my mother. An evil man shot my mother. Every man that's tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust, and he's tithed, and when lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it's finished, brings forth death. Don't err, my beloved brethren. God's not the one that scattered you. God's not the one that's knocking on your door, hauling you out and chopping your head off. That's what was happening to him. God's not the one that's taking you and tying you to a stake and lighting you up like a torch so you can light up the Roman Colosseum. That's what happened to the Christians. God didn't do this. Say that with me. God didn't do this. Pass the test of mess. That's the message today. And if you do, it's going to be really exciting. You hear me? I know you think I'm mean sometimes, and I probably am. But there's something else that comes with passing the test of mess. A holy boldness. A holy boldness from the Lord. I say it this way. I can charge hell with a water pistol. When the Lord's with you, you can charge hell with a water pistol. How many remember years ago I gave water pistols away? Anybody still remember that? we got to get some more of them. <laughs> you don't have, the devil doesn't have, he ain't my daddy, say that. The devil ain't my, the devil ain't my, the devil ain't my. See, pretty good stuff, huh? Roger, we done? <laughs> Suffering, trials, hardship, persecution, expect it. Commit yourself to God from the very beginning. Don't become a self-made martyr. Leap. Have faith, patience, maturity, prayer, wisdom, blessing, and you'll receive a what? How about now, buddy?
passing the test of mess. Let's thank the Lord. We're good. Had a great morning. Great morning. Great morning. Great morning. I love that. Hope you'll come back for another lesson on James. It don't get much better. No, come on. Go ahead and stand on up. It does get better. But he's going to tell you how, to, how you run in your mouth and you shouldn't do it. It's going to be ugly. Amen. It's going to be good for us. Amen. Say, praise the Lord. Well, the pastor here, I saw him this morning, met him from Holland, Michigan, and his lovely wife. And uh, I started out speaking this morning, and I looked at him. He's like, uh-oh. But the power of the Word, towards the end, when we got done with the Word, he was clapping. Because it ain't about the personality. It's about that Word of God, baby. Amen. And I think personality is important. And if you get to know me a while, I think you'll know that I'm, I'm trying to be honest with you. Yes or no? Amen. Good for us today. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for loving us. Lord, thank you for my trouble and hardships and trials I've had. Because, Lord, that's when you spoke to me. That's when I learned that you are a friend that sticks closer than a brother. That's when I learned you will never leave me nor forsake me. That's how I've learned that all things work together for good to them who love God. Lord, that's how I've learned that I'm more than a conqueror. That's how I've learned that you're always faithful, that you forgive, that you, that you love me. You want the very best for me. Lord, thank you for this suffering and trial. Thank you for growing me, not leaving me. Lord, thank you for helping me when my mind went crazy. And I thought about bailing on you. Lord, thank you for being the shepherd who leaves the 99 and comes after us when we start to leave. Thank you for loving us like that, Lord. Just bless this word to our heart. Holy Spirit, the living God, I pray that you'll take this word a whole lot further than I ever could. And Lord, I pray for folks today, Lord, if they died, they don't know they'd go to heaven. They really don't, Lord. Many of them perhaps are blaming you because of things in their life. How could you love them and let this happen? Lord, I pray that they'll humble themselves today and put their faith in you and you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. With heads bowed one last moment.